Warning, the following program has been rated M for mature due to language, vulgarity, and sexual innuendo. Welcome to the highlight of your week. They are the truth seekers looking to change the world for the better. Using the latest research and groundbreaking science, they seek to inform the simpletons. They dream of a day filled with gays, where women get paid like dicks and religion doesn't try to fuck kids. They are the intellectual saviors! Prepare yourself for atrociousness. All phasers set to fuck. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Intellectual Saviors. I am one of your hosts, Eric. And I am Michael. Yay. Back again. Mm-hmm. It's been a while. What, week and a half? Yeah, yeah. Hey, like that. That's it's better than my other fucking show, which I do about once a month. Yeah, and last week you packed it in like hardcore. Yeah, I sure fucking did. I almost did, did it again this week just for fun. You know what I was going to do? I was going to take uh, that one episode that me and Boggs had. And mm-hmm. just throw that into mine. You should have done that. <laughs> and just to be like, to follow suit in Michael's lazy ass. And just put it out there. <laughs> well, at least I did record about a minute disclaimer at the beginning. Oh, did you? Yeah, so at least I did put a lot of effort into it. I had to actually... A lot record. of effort. <laughs> I had to record that and then edit it onto the front of the other show. <laughs> Match the levels up as best I edit could. Edit it so. onto the front of the show. You literally have to tack one file and then tack another file, and just that's it. <sighs> Believe there's me. no editing involved there. I mean, I, I guess you could technically call that editing, but I don't really consider that editing. Uh, I had to adjust some volumes and stuff. Oh, oh, oh. So, look out! I mean, technically speaking, there was editing involved, uh, sir. <laughs> Motherfucker. Uh, and I like how Brad just totally called you out. I, dude, I don't care. That's exactly what I... I even said that. That's like what I said in my fucking uh, little opening thing. I was like, hey, this is an old show I did in the past, but I'm a lazy piece of shit, and this is what you're getting. So I, it's not like mm. he's breaking fucking news. I mean, it's I mean, not, he was to me, because I don't listen to your show, so... You're a piece of shit. You're no friend. It's not I don't like listen to anybody's show. It's not like at fucking five o'clock every weekday when t- breaking Trump news comes down. Yeah, <laughs> you know, no, I mean, I, it's 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 a known quantity. In my defense, I don't listen to anybody's show. Yeah, all right. So I just you, don't have time. Like you know, when I worked in restaurants, it was really easy to be in the office when I was doing paperwork and just listen to podcast after podcast after podcast while I'm just doing paperwork and shit, but. You can't just uh, fucking like plug in some in the old iPod or on your phone and pull it up while you drive around all day, f- going from fucking location uh, to location or whatever. I mean, I could, but my max drive time is like fifteen minutes. So, well, that's good. Yeah, but it'll it last you a while. have to be like stopping and replaying, <laughs> stopping and playing, and I, I don't want to do that. <laughs> especially when it gets to a point to where like i want to continue to listen and i can't because i that, gotta go and do a job yeah that never happens on mine so so i have thought about just like buying uh you know like a little wireless bluetooth headset thing and just like just mm-hmm. a little earbud and just putting that in while i work 
Yeah. So I'll be sitting there like talking to customers while you're cursing in my ear mm-hmm. in your other show. Yeah. I don't do that strictly a G rated program. The oh. whole. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's for the kids. Mine's not. <laughs> no, I know, I know. I listen to your No, my I I do I don't know, it depends on what I'm talking about. If I really get into it, then I go on full fucking foul mouth mode but if i'm yeah i had a i had a little rant towards the end of mine that i uploaded yesterday oh yeah yeah hmm. it, it was i went off on coheed and cambria fans oh shit somebody's gonna fucking get upset i can already tell <laughs> i did notate it but, <laughs> but yeah because i went and saw uh deer hunter and they Ye- opened up for coheed yes um and the entire time that Deer Hunter is playing their set, these fucking piece of shit Coheed fans are just not paying attention, mm-hmm. talking, and being loud as fuck. Yeah. During the entire thing. I'm like, you inconsiderate little cunts. Oh my God. It's like, this band is significantly better than your band. Wow. Jeez. Pay fucking attention. God. Or at least, at least, if you're not into it, that's fine. You're at a show, and there are people that went to that show just to see the opening band. Yeah. So show some fucking respect. That's true. I've done that before. I've, I've went to shows. And I when Coheed went on, me and my friends didn't sit there and yap up a storm and stuff. You sh- no. You should have. You should have fucking. stayed silent, and we watched the fucking show, as you should. You should have had you a com- conversation on how to bring peace to the Middle East. I mean, you know, of course, in every show there are points, you know, where it's okay to be loud and stuff and clap and yeah, into the song or some part that everybody <laughs> loves or whatever. But but the whole damn show, yeah, assholes, I, man, well, ruined Coheed for me. I was going to say, fuck them anyway, because for the l- listeners who don't recall, when I like to bitch about fucking people screwing us over or not doing oh, yeah. the show... So we did have the great Casey Crescenzo on from the uh, Deer Hunter, but uh, yeah, Coheed Cambria. I uh, was in touch with them to do the show, but they fucking blew us off. They were going to do it after they finished their fucking little tour at the time. They were, had a few dates they were finishing, and there's we're supposed to get back to us. And uh, and then when I tried to get back to them, I got blown off. So fuck those guys and their fucking ears. <laughs> <laughs> and fuck anybody who listens to him, Brad. Whoa. Yep. That's right. Uh, it's been a speaking of music, man. Did you uh this is I'm kinda because I'm so fucking and oh, I tried to tune out politics shit the last couple days here for the weekend and stuff. How could the, you? But during the week, oh, dude, it wasn't that hard. I just have, I've been watching some oh. movies I had saved up and everything. Except like for. Like intentionally staying away from your phone and any media? Yeah. I mean, I've been on Twitter a little bit and stuff and made a few shitty comments here and there just because I have to. Um, but as far as like setting down and like reading articles or listening to the news or something, I've tried to avoid the last couple days at least. I know Dickhead went to Saudi and I saw a couple little things on it, but I just looked down like, meh, don't really give a shit. I, unless there's the fucking headline reads, read something like Trump fucking offends Saudi King World War Three set to start in 10 minutes. I don't give a fuck, you know, it's just at that point, <laughs> it's like, I don't give a shit, whatever. I mean, everything he does is a fucking mess anyway. So, but I did, um, 
because like I said, I was kind of going back and watching movies and stuff that I had saved up and that was on Netflix fucking around. And even though, like I said, I tried to avoid politics like news going on right now, I ran into a documentary. I don't know. I I guess it just got put up on Netflix. It's called um, Get Me Roger Stone. And you know I've talked about Roger Stone on there before. Um, Trump's a little lackey. And I knew that like he had been in politics for a while, been like, you know, one of these kind of behind the scenes operatives, uh, you know, campaign, I wouldn't say coordinators and stuff, more like uh, consultants and stuff with campaigns. I knew he'd been doing it since Nixon. I mean, I know that's where he got to start. But I'd say, I, I mean, I don't know, anybody that's interested in politics or anything and kind of interested in not just the Trump campaign, because it's, I mean, there's a lot of references to Trump and, and his connection. And Trump is actually in this documentary talking about Roger Stone a little bit. And it's pretty recent. I mean, it goes up into the election. Um, and it's like them follow, it's like a couple guys following Roger Stone around um, for the last few months, I guess, of the campaign. And it's a lot of clips of him doing interviews and stuff on, you know, CNN, MSNBC, newspapers, radio station stuff, talking up Trump, a little bit about him in the campaign. But it tells his story from previous. And like, like I said, I knew that he had worked with Nixon, at least I thought that he was a big Nixon player, but I kind of like the documentary shows he wasn't a huge in the scene Nixon player until kind of at the end he started getting involved on the national level, but he's a, the dude has been involved in every fucking presidency, like their conservatives since basically then. And it's amazing. Like I didn't realize like he was a big player in helping get Reagan elected, working on Reagan's campaign too. Yeah. And, you know, and he's known for being one of these guys who was one of the first to really play dirty politics, you know? And, like everybody knows political action committees now and how they're just big f- money funnels for these campaigns where people could donate and you don't have to tell who you are. Yep. You know, it's just a way for dirty money, dark money to get into politics and him and a couple of his, he was like in the young Republicans. Like he was like the head of the national young Republicans or something when he was in college. And he actually formed a group um, that started like these packs and stuff where they would, you know, they knew that the campaigns, you know, could only take so much contribution and they're pretty straight down the middle, all these campaigns. I mean, I know, you know, like they'll show a couple that are a little off kilter, like the LBJ one with the nuclear bomb going off talking, you yeah. know, about Nixon. But for the most part, they're, they're pretty straight up until pretty much like around the time of like Reagan, Bush and stuff. And they started having like these more seedy sinister campaign ads and you'd see things articles and stuff that were put out by these packs and he was one of the founders of these packs that would take in all this dark money and then run these basically just dirty campaign ads against you know democratic candidates and candidates that they didn't want in maybe some more liberal or moderate conservatives at the time and i mean he's it's amazing dude like so after he helped Reagan get installed, him and this is what I thought was interesting. There's a guy named Charlie Black. I, I've known him for all. He's a Republican guy that's been in Republican politics, kind of behind the scenes advisory type. And then Paul Manafort, which everybody yep. knows now is in the middle of the Russian scandal and was the very short lived campaign manager for Trump. 
him and Paul Manafort and this guy Charlie Black actually ran a public relations firm, ABDC. They were like basically the biggest lobbying firm for candidates. And like I said, they were involved in like Reagan's administration. It was the first big one they were involved in and kind of made their name on. And then they kind of turned that into they would work as campaign advisors, get these politicians elected and they always would try to stay high level white house and stuff i mean they worked with like i said nixon bush you know to uh, just up the chain and of course trump um and then after they got it in they would go back to their lobbying firm and then they would get you know the big time corporations and stuff to come and say basically pay for play like hey we have a connection we helped get these guys installed you come to us Give us some money, and then we'll get you access. And that was one of the first times, like those, that really started happening at DC. And so I thought that was pretty interesting. He was, like I said, a big player um, throughout until like the mid '90s and stuff. Kind of after, you know, he helped out with the Dole campaign up through there. And during the Dole campaign, it came out, there was a sex scandal against him. It's real funny because he's the one who puts Trump up to, you know, Bill Clinton, all these sex scandals, and they did some stuff against some other, you know, liberal politicians and stuff. Um, oh, shit, I can't think of the guy's name, but he was um, one of the governors up in New York or lieutenant governor or something. He had a sex scandal, and he, he was putting out <clears throat> information about him. Well, what happened was someone had found out that him and his wife roger stone his wife were basically going on to like swinger sites and stuff and hooking up with people and they got into the national choir and some other papers and then like it was pretty awesome they're showing like the the pictures and stuff of them you know where it's like his wife's like half naked her tits are hanging out and it has like the little bio thing you know to try and hook up <laughs> So because of that, he got ran out. But he's like one of these guys where he he will lie and he's like, hey, every, anything goes to win kind of situation. And he'll deny it and lie about it. But then after the fact, if it's successful, he'll be like, yeah, we did that. And, you know, because that was hurting him because at the time he was kind of an out front political figure. But because of the sex scandal and, you know, how the Republicans were the Christian conservative clean cut, Bob Dole, they had to let it go. And they said that was the huge blow to him because where he is always an out front guy before, you know, now he could be involved in these, you know, these different, you know, political uh, campaigns. But he would always have to be a behind the scenes kind of, you know, in the dark guy because he had kind of, you know, dirtied his name up himself. And it was pretty funny because it's him being interviewed on here, too. So they're talking to him about these things and they're like, they'll show old clips where he's just denying it and, you know, telling everybody they're fucking pieces of shit and that he some guy that worked for him that he fired because he had uh, addiction problems as a guy that leaked it and it was false story and all the shit and then they're talking to him now you know 30 years after the fact and he's yeah. like he's like yeah he goes those stories were true he goes but that was my personal life and i didn't have any fucking reason to be out in the paper he goes i'm just an advisor you know and all this shit so it's like god damn it what a piece <clears throat> but, of shit oh i know and one of the connections they made in it, so this is another reason to hate Roger Stone, is um, because he kind of, like I said, got ran out of politics a little bit where he had to go behind the scenes. Um, they said that that made him even more dangerous because then these politicians, they could kind of get him to do dirty stuff on the side and not be associated directly with the campaign. So, like, 
when George Bush, uh, George W. Bush and Al Gore ran, you know, everybody remembers Ross Perot running against, um, you know, being in the race in the Bush Clinton race and the Dole Clinton race and, yeah. you know, eating up enough votes where a lot of the Republicans always said, well, that's the reason why we lost those two races because Pro sucked enough conservative votes away. And he was with the Reform Party at the time. And they didn't want that to happen again. So the Republican, they didn't really tie Bush to him so much, W, but the conservatives kind of run in his campaign said, we need to do something about this reform party because if they run another conservative candidate and he sucks off, you know, even five, six, seven percent of the vote, we're going to lose again. So, um, I don't know, most people won't remember, but Pat Buchanan was the one who ended up being the reform party candidate that year. And he's a psychopath. And he actually worked for Nixon, too, and stuff. There's a lot of Nixon connections with these people. It's amazing enough um, when you think about Trump and his whole situation. But so the thing was, like, they had to figure something out to kind of take him down. Well, they kind of went back a little bit before this where Roger Stone had met Donald Trump and they kind of began their relationship. And, of course, Trump was, you know, how he's, I mean, everybody knows it now, but what an ego Statistical son of a bitch he is and he's always even since the 80s kind of stuck his nose in politics a little bit you know always with that humble brag like i could do it better you know but he never would run and they always talked about you know roger stone would always kind of push him he's like hey you know you should run you should run you should run well because they had kind of forged this relationship and trump had thrown it out there a handful of times before when buchanan started to run for the foreign party initially Roger Stone was kind of on his side because they knew each other, but the Republicans came to him and kind of said, we've got to kill this reform party and make them look insane. So Roger started floating things out there that Pat Buchanan would say. He'd say a lot of like uh, anti-Semitic things and he'd say some kind of like, you know, anti-black things and stuff, just undercover. And they'd kept slipping things out there and muddy him up. And then he went to Trump and basically was like, throw your name in the in the ring for the reform party candidacy because Trump did it. And then, you know, of course Trump's such a showboat and he's kind of known as a blowhard stuff. And between him and Buchanan fighting and basically all Trump did instead of running as a candidate to win the reform party candidacy, he basically was just an anti Buchanan the whole time with Roger Stone behind him, backing him up Yeah, to run down Buchanan to basically just smear him enough to ruin his chances. So then when Trump, you know, kind of dropped it and Buchanan got the nod, he ended up only getting like less than a percent in that election. And it killed the reform party, you know, and it basically that's kind of one of the things that made it so close where Bush was able to win, even though he lost the popular vote too. Um, I mean, it's really fast. I mean, there's a lot of stuff in it and I mean, a lot more, like I said, it's the dude, he's an interesting guy and he's just a real dirty son of a bitch, man. And he has been since he was literally about 18 or 19 years old (laughs) and he goes back and I don't know. He's one of those guys where he's such a douche and he's done so much where, some of the people that interview him that know him and that are like conservative based and have worked with him, even like Paul Manafort was on there talking and he was saying, he goes, you know, Roger's one of those guys where he's done so much, but it's always kind of hard to tell what he's done to like it, what Roger's done in his head to what he's actually done because 
he has crossed the line so many times, but then again, he likes being that bad guy and accepting all the responsibility for all the terrible things that have happened, you know? So it's really, I, but I'd say it's worth checking out. It's on Netflix. It's, it's called uh, Get Me Roger Stone. Yeah, I've seen it. I've been meaning to watch it. I just haven't gotten around to it, so. Yeah, it's, I mean, it, it'll open your eyes to some of the things that have happened through politics throughout the years. You could kind of see the progression of some of the conservative, uh, how it, the conservative party, the Republican party has grown um, in their shittiness. And you can see it also because you got to think um, like Roger Ailes and those guys knew each other, which kind of goes into him dying this week because they were all back in the Nixon administration and in Reagan's administration stuff too. And it's all those, it's that cabal of people who are just dirty politics smear the other side throughout anything you know people want to hear you know shoot for that lower middle class the not as educated people because those are the people they're going to get out and vote so appeal to them you know and that's i don't know man it's like i said it was really interesting i just i I just watched it so um i was kind of trying to take notes in my head while i was watching it so but um yeah, definitely. I'd say definitely check that out, especially with the, what's the situation going on now. You can kind of see a little bit of, you know, all these names you'll see pop up in these Russian investigations. And you'll see these people really, a lot of them are dirty motherfuckers that have done things in the past. This isn't just a bunch of good guys that are just getting caught up in hype, you know. I mean, I think there's definitely, you know, some fire there with all this smoke. So Yeah. But no doubt. We'll have to check it out for show. Yeah. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, and so I did, uh, you know, when uh, I want to say this again, this shows my sorriness, but, and I know we should never gloat when someone uh, fucking dies, but like when Scalia fucking died. Uh Oh, here we go. I, uh, I, I was, was wondering if you were going to bring it up. <laughs> it was a weekend. I remember. And I was, uh, Sitting in bed in the morning, I was uh, watching a little TV for the channels and breaking news, you know, Anton Scalia, you know, dead. And I sat up in the bed, just gave the fucking slow clap. And I was was like, (laughs) don't feel bad at all. Just don't feel bad. And then I saw that uh, Roger Ailes fucking bit it the other day. And I just was like, yep, it's another slow clap moment. Just didn't care. And it did break. Uh, it did break the sadness of the uh, Chris Cornell passing. Uh, so sad. Yeah, that was uh, <laughs> bizarre. He hung himself. Well, it was weird because I heard that you know that his suicide. He hung himself, but then I saw something where his wife said that he didn't mean to kill himself, and I'm like. So I don't know, man. Erotica asphyxiation or something. That's the, the yeah. Because see, me and you are both perverts. So the first thing we think is, was he just jerking off, choking? Yeah, himself? I thought he was doing like a David Carradine. Yeah. With a with a Batman costume. Yeah, in Thailand, you know, choking himself out, super seedy. But yeah, so she said there was an accident, and I'm like, how do you accidentally fucking hang yourself? Is that possible? But she said that he was on a bunch of meds and stuff, and it was making him a little off. So, I don't know. That's a tough one, man. I'm just glad that uh, me and you got a chance to see Soundgarden. It's been about two years ago now. year and a half, two years. Yep. 
I'm glad we got a chance to see him because I'd never seen him. So at least I got to see the great Chris Cornell. And it sucks because he was Soundgarden was supposed to be here in Dallas uh, like this week. Oh and, really? Uh, yeah, and I have like all the music venues. I've got like I get text alerts when shows come up and stuff, and um, I got the little thing like a couple days. Well, I mean, he just died, so it's only been a couple days, but. I got the little text alert like yesterday, and it said, um, and do you know something in light of uh, Chris Cornell's untimely passing? We're sad to say we're going to have to cancel the Soundgarden show. The Soundgarden show has been canceled or something. Like, yeah, I pretty much figured that. Right. Yeah. I don't think he needed to send that one out. So, yeah, I I can't remember verbatim what uh, Bill Maher said about Roger Ailes. Um, He's like, oh, you know, my mom always said, don't speak ill of the dead. Um, he's like, so for somebody who wanted to create a show for old white dudes to sit down and watch to put them in a comfort zone where they saw only people that were like them, he was the best at it. <laughs> yeah. Something along those lines. <laughs> it's like, ah, well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> he definitely succeeded in, you know, creating a network that was for racist old white dudes oh definitely and <laughs> you know it's um like i read an article about him because i i know a little bit but uh about roger Ailes, like i said because i know he's got the political past you know coming from the old nixon reagan time frame and yeah he was a little bit a part of like i said those dirty trickster type fuckers and um because, like, I mean, that's kind of where he started. He was, like, an operative for Nixon. I mean, so he started... He's a crooked fucking dude. I mean, he always was. Like, th- it was funny. as a Rolling Stone article. I think the title of the article was, like, uh, Roger Ells was one of the worst Americans ever. <laughs> like, <laughs> a tribute. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, but, yeah, I mean... I, I would kind of agree with that. It's amazing, because, like, I, I, I read through it a little bit, and it's hard to believe, like, Fox News has only been around 20 years. Like, he started at 96. I, I mean... Because I remember, like, the first time I really recall Fox News was, I mean, really seeing it was around the time of the Bush-Gore election. You know, that's kind of when I remember kind of getting its footing and everything. But, yeah, it's it's amazing. I They were, um, he does, there's some quotes in the article, like one of them said something where he was interviewing with, um, oh my God, I don't know, some broad doing a paper and the quote he said to us i created the uh, tv network for people that are the age of 55 to dead (laughs) 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 i'm like they've maintained that audience haven't they oh yeah and that uh, i mean i think that's why you know him having to resign and all that stuff is unfortunately a good thing for fox news because it's going to force them to finally like branch out because they're going to quickly realize that their audience is dying well, and they're going to shrink like a motherfucker. They don't have a young audience at all. But you know what it is, though, dude? It's like it's like we said, it's like some of the people who voted for Trump even. You get these, like, people who are, like, middle-aged or even, like, younger people who grew up. I know, like, our generation's a little bit more liberal and the generation that's, like, my son's generation is going to be a little bit more, uh, maybe not liberal is the word, but a little bit more progressive-minded, you know, as far as other races, other cultures, you know, you're around. Like, when I went to high school, like, my my uh, stepson now is going to the high school I went to when I was, um, you know, there. And, I, you know, that we're talking, I mean, I'm 43 now, so we're talking 25 years ago. When I went to school there... Man, I would say shit. Maybe less than 
ten percent. Geez, I don't even know if it's that high. Would have been people of non-whites. You know, I mean, I'm talking black, Hispanic, everything together was probably single-digit percentage. Uh, it's probably like half now, at least. Yeah. You know, I mean, like I've gone to a couple of my things events for my son, like at the junior high, and. It's like you just look at the crowd and it's like it's like about fucking half now, you know. I'd say I mean if you kind of look it's like shit I, I'm sometimes I'm like geez, I think whites are the minority up here now. And uh so with the the diversity and everything, I know it's changing, but it seems like there's still because there is still about two thirds of the population that's white, and it seems like these white people <laughs> as soon as they start getting older and they kind of lose their shit a little bit, they st- seem to want to tend to get a little bit more conservative like even my mom like she's not conservative or anything but as she's gotten older like she hears things you know like oh well you know i heard hillary's gonna do this or or obama is gonna do this and then it's like no god damn it no because these older people they hear stuff and they just oh, yeah. kind of take it as face value. Like they don't, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, they're the ones that like give up their personal information through an email that said, "Hey, you have a lost package, and we need your address and credit mm-hmm. card number." Oh, like, oh, okay. Be like, Grandma, did you did you have a package coming? Oh, no. What ridiculous. the fuck did you get in the information? <laughs> I don't know, man. It's like, but I, I, my fear is, I'm like, there's still enough, and it's not just white people. I, I, that is one thing I don't like hearing, like. I, I see it all the time. Like, even libs will be fighting with each other on Twitter. Like, oh, goddamn, if it wasn't for fucking white guys, you know, we wouldn't have Trump and stuff. It's like, dude, there are still, like, what, 20-some percent of fucking Hispanics and, like, 8% of black people that voted for Trump. So it's like... Oh, yeah, certainly. there There's pieces of shit in every race. Yeah, I'm just saying it's like... It's not just white people, man. I mean, white people do some dumb things. Like I said, they get scared. I've had this it, talk with my wife. I think the reason why it's always white people is because we Easy are to blame us. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> for several lady. reasons. One is because the past. Oh, I know. <laughs> Two yeah, is know. because we hold all the power. Yeah. Three is because we're the majority. So yeah. only in this country. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying here in America. That yeah. that's why it. That's why it's always whitey. Is because. Of those three factors. I mean, certainly within those factors, there are branches of other factors. Um, You know, the suppression of minority education, so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. But those are the three main ones. It's the past. You know, you look at the past and you see the systemic racism that's, you know, throughout white culture. You look at the current state of affairs as far as we are still the majority and we hold all the power. So, yeah, yeah it, it is easy to blame us, but it's easy to blame us because it's we make it easy for them to blame us. Well, no, I, I mean, I get I mean, I could like, yeah, I could see like generalizing and using past. I get all that. But my thing is, I can't there's no excuse for someone of color to have voted for Trump. See, the thing with. Oh, no, white, I agree. <laughs> the thing with white people voting for this is and this is what I kind of explained to my wife with like. Europe, you know, having the issues they're having now with the rise of kind of like their their really radical right populist candidates and stuff. 
even if they don't always win, just the fact that those parties are growing over there and getting yeah. some relevance. I said, you know, it's like I told my wife, I said, yeah, because that uh, one party that, I mean, they got their asses handed to them in, in France, mm-hmm. but they had like, it was something crazy, like a 20 point uptick. Oh, yeah. From the yeah. last election. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. They. I mean, it's like, yeah, so they still got their asses handed to them, but they, they grew exponentially from their so, last election. And that's the thing. It's like, so people were kind of like, oh, well, we're kind of happy, like in, you know, the Dutch elections and the French elections and all this stuff. Like, oh, these candidates aren't winning. It's like, but they're making still a lot there. of fucking ground, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah. So don't get too fucking excited, you know? Yep. But it's like, I try and explain to my wife, I'm like, I think... Over here, what happens is, because this is still a predominantly white country, about two-thirds white still, I think, and this is a tactic that Trump used it on the campaign, and I've seen other of the, like, these right-wing firebrands, like your Alex Joneses and stuff, that they'll do this, is they'll say, look at Europe. See, Europe, it's all these white countries, and now they're letting in all these, just tons of fucking immigrants, which I, I'll even say this. They are fucking up. They're letting in way too many people too fast, and and it is causing problems and stuff because you know it's there's employment issues. There's there's a lot of different things and stuff. I I think they've totally fucked up over there, but they point to the crime and they point to the problems they're having and they say, look at this. These are white countries, and you look at like Ireland. Like I saw this, they're throwing this statistic out. They're like by 2050, white people won't even be the predominant uh, people in Ireland. You know, or something like that, and they're pointing out it's it's one of those things. It's like you look at African countries, or you look at Asian countries. They don't let all these people in. You go to those countries; they're ninety some fucking percent Asian. If you go to China, it's ninety fucking nine percent Asian. You go to Japan, it's ninety fucking some percent Japanese. You know, you go to you know they're trying to say white countries are the only countries that let all these immigrants in, and then the white race is going away, and it feeds in that psyche. Like, man, we are a dying breed. And this is one thing, like, it's hard to explain this to people, especially if you get in, like, arguments with people over here, because we are, like you said, Mango, we're the majority in this country. But, like, white people are, like, the least amount of people on the earth. There's, like, 10% white people on the fucking planet, you know? We are the minority when it comes over. Oh, and I think that people see this, the older folks, and you have someone like Trump talking about immigration, the fucking Muslims, the brown people come here, and they kill people, and they bring this, and they bring that, and... I see how people, especially older people, they kind of get that little tinge of fucking, you know, back in the good old days and, oh, what's going on? And we look at Europe and see what's happening. And I think the problem is you still got, you know, maybe another generation or two of that before those older folks are kind of like out of the picture. But the problem is you still got enough young people and middle, lower middle-aged people that voted for Trump, too. It's not just a bunch of old fuckers that went out and voted for him. I mean, they passed that shit down, and when you have a Fox News or these fucking, like, Breitbarts and these fucking websites like this that promote this shit, and you still have, you know, millions of people watch this shit, it's just... it. You're just creating more of these people... You know what I'm saying? It's not like it's going to go away completely. So I don't know, well, man. It's certainly it'll never go away completely, but it's a lot harder now. You know, like like you said, there's more diversity within schools, so they may hear it from their father, but when they go to school, they realize, oh shit, they're just like everybody else. What do you mean they're just like everybody else, Eric? What are you trying to say? 
I'm saying in <laughs> the perspective of the kid, you asshole. <laughs> hey, man, you might be black, but you're just like me. <laughs> I uh, mean, except for the fact that I'm, I'm just white. saying, you know, a, a kid who's <laughs> been told by his father, you know, that they're thugs or whatever. Mm-hmm. He learns differently through his cultural interactions. No, and I get that. I mean, that's why I said there's some hope so down the road. I mean, certainly there are pockets that are going to be systemic, you know, mm-hmm. especially in small towns where they don't have any diversity. No. You know, that's going to be difficult. That It's going to stay that way. And that's those um, rural areas that voted like 80-some percent for Trump. Yes, yeah. Uh, but, you know, I, I would say that you know, the tides are turning, and I I think a lot of this, you know, like the Trumpism and stuff like that, it's it's just like with religion and how they're trying to push it through government and all that stuff. It's the swan song of a dying breed. Mm-hmm. Religion is dying. They know this. Mm, well. <laughs> and that's why they're afraid. I don't know if it's dying. It might. <laughs> no, it's dying. Every statistic points to people believing less and less and less every year. Maybe like in like this country or some of the European countries, but uh, you might not want to look at those Muslim countries that have like a well, billion Muslims, <laughs> and some of them are very fanatical. Yeah, but that's also because they'll stone you to death if you don't believe it. So it helps. You know how how exactly is that believing? That's believing because you're going to die, not because <laughs> you actually believe. But that, isn't that why most Christians? believe that shit though because they're afraid no, they to die believe, and what's going to happen afterwards yeah. so they believe it for the exactly they're afraid of what's going to happen afterwards yeah but they we no longer as far as within the christian nation um and that's not saying america that's just saying the christian nation as a whole in the globe sense that there's not that fear that if you go against christianity they're gonna burn you that's gone so people have realized, oh shit, I can just not believe, and guess what? Nothing happens to me. As far as within the physical realm that you live in, the only one that you know is actually real. Yeah. And then, oh my god, you get rid of all that guilt that you had, all the shame that you had, because you know you touched yourself at night, and it made God cry. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so there's this trend going away from it. It's taken a while, but it's going away. So mm-hmm. I think it's kind of the same thing. It's, you know, it, it, white people are seeing what they see as, you know, the rubbing out of of their race. And it's like, really, who gives a fuck? Who cares? I don't because I won't be around when it happens. Yeah, even still, I, even if you were around when it happens, who gives a flying fuck? Well, I would care because I'm white. So if the whites all Why got rubbed out, that means, that means I would be rubbed out. I don't want to be rubbed no, out. No, not like physically <laughs> rubbed out like fucking genocide. <laughs> They're going to rise up and kill us all, Eric. we got to hide, man. <laughs> See, that's racism right there. That's I'm racism. Fucking, I'm talking. moving to New Zealand. Is, is it all white there, right? I don't know. <laughs> hey, no, you know what, though? It's like, I, look, I don't want to sound superior or anything. Oh, God damn it. Just <laughs> stop. Just don't say whatever you're about to say. Okay, I'll just leave it in my head. <laughs> no, go ahead and say it. <laughs> say it. I, I want to hear it since we don't record shit and play it at the beginning of the show anymore no I, I always fuck with the wife and stuff I always tell her I said well I said I look at it this way dear I said they're probably 
probably within the next hundred years or so, there won't be any more white people on the planet. I said, that's when shit will start to go downhill. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Are you saying we keep it all together? So I said, I hope you motherfuckers enjoyed those cars and planes and computers and stuff we invented. Because there ain't going to oh, be no Jesus. more when we're all gone. <laughs> fucking hell, man. I said, but there'll be a lot of Asians to fucking, like, re-engineer everything that we already created. <laughs> God damn it. She just rolls her eyes at me. She's uh, like, oh, whatever. I said, I'm it, part of the problem. Look at me, dude. I'm bringing a little fucking half-whitey into the country. I'm, I'm already fucking diluting the, the pool. Uh, <laughs> back Way back to Ailes, did you uh, hear what his son said? No, oh, I'm sure it was something about what a great man he was. At at his eulogy. Oh, you're, you might be surprised about this if you haven't heard it. He's a fat cunt. Uh, I, I'll give him a, a little bit. You know, he's 17. Mm-hmm. So he's young and probably stupid as shit. Yeah. And grieving. His dad just died and all that stuff. So, you know, it. I can s- sort of understand it, but still it's like the time and place and also the accusations and facts are just not lined up with his uh, his line of thinking. So he said, I want all the people who betrayed my father to know that I'm coming after them and <laughs> hell is coming with me. <laughs> what the hell? In reference to the women who were alleging sexual harassment. Oh, who's going to hunt them all down and kill them? I don't know what he exactly implicitly meant by that, but Ooh. it's like, whoa, dude. Maybe you need to check what your father actually did before you start spouting off your little fucking child mouth. He said that the eulogy? Yeah, at the eulogy. Oh, my God. <laughs> Again, 17. He's probably grieving. So I get there's anger and frustration and you know his dad was just like feeding him lies the entire time just like he's fed america lies his entire career uh so you know he's like you know bewitched his young son into believing everything about him and that he was some kind of conservative god oh well i think in a way he was dude i mean creating (laughs) no seriously i mean creating fox news was a huge fucking coup for the right-wing movement dude up until then all they had was like you know like your rush limbaugh's and a couple guys like that on the radio that could destroy people and fucking warp minds uh fox news that really and that's made a huge difference let's be honest trump would not be in office today if it wasn't for fox news i mean let's just yeah so that's probably a fair statement. I mean, because, dude, like, even the birther thing, Fox News pushed the shit out of that. Oh, yeah. I all mean, the time. All these conspiracy... Okay, I didn't really want to bring this up, get into this shit on the show, it's kind of... But... <laughs> okay, so, all the news has been breaking this week. I don't really want to get into the Trump stuff too much. Everybody watches the news, everybody knows what's going on. But all the little leaks are coming out, you know, about fucking, uh, you know... Fucking this happened with the Russians, and this happened with the Russians. Fuck, whatever. Nobody gives a shit. I mean, Actually, a lot of people give a shit. No, no. I mean, I mean, I care and stuff. I'm just, I'm, I, like I said, it's, oh my god, it's you're burnt wh- out. It's killing me. It's killing me slowly, dude. Um, <laughs> but all that stuff's coming out. But I, I'm just saying, I think I don't give a shit anymore because I know this stuff. Like I've been reading it. So some of the things that are coming out, yeah, it's no surprise. 
to yeah, it's no surprise to me because, like I said, I read things that behind the scenes. Like I re- not, I'd say it's partially I'd say tongue in cheek, kind of conspiratorial. But you know, I read some people and stuff that have been putting out some of this stuff that's happening, like weeks, even months ago, and some of the stuff's coming down now. Like you know, like the investigation is really a criminal investigation and they're looking into money laundering this and this and this and then you know like the report coming out from NBC which you've never heard like if you watch the news you're not going to even hear this but it was on the NBC fucking news site and I saw a Wall Street Journal article about it and some others where like I said the feds have gone in through like um Oh, fucking, I, I can't remember. I said on the show like last week or something like the find fucking federal treasury, whatever fucking unit where they go in, they look at like financial crimes where they're going yeah. to pull an old shit from like Trump casinos and different stuff. And some of the people that were associated with him looking at m- possible money laundering is the crime types of crimes they go after. So I was reading about this shit like a month or so ago that this was potential. And now I'm seeing actual news articles where they're talking about these are things that they're looking into. So for me, it's like. I'm like I I've, I kind of know this stuff's coming down. I mean, I've heard about it. It's nice to see it in the news. Then I'm like, I don't feel as crazy for reading this goofy shit. <laughs> I feel like okay, these people actually have a little bit of inside knowledge. Um, but why all that stuff is just all over the news? CNN, NBC, ABC, CBS, MSNBC. They're all talking about all the leaks and stuff coming out. Fox News is their nighttime shows. Sean Hannity. Tucker Carlson, these fucking douchebags. They're talking about uh, Seth Rich murder. Have you heard about this? No. Okay, so last summer, in the middle of the campaign, well, not in the middle of the campaign, toward the end of the summer at the campaign, um, a DNC staffer, his name was Seth Rich, was murdered in D.C. And at the time, it was right around the time all these WikiLeaks were starting to come out. And you had people like Alex Jones, Roger Stone, some of these types that started saying the reason he was murdered is because he was, it's not the Russians. You know, the Russians have nothing to do with anything. You know, stop going after the Russians, not Russians. But it was this guy. He's a DNC guy who saw all this shady shit that the DNC and Hillary Clinton were up to. He stole all these emails and he's the one that gave them to WikiLeaks. And then, of course, Julian Assange, who I am 100% certain works with the Russians and is a, uh, there's no doubt in my mind because they're coordinated between the Russians, the Trump campaign, and WikiLeaks. Every time something would come out, it almost come out in unison. Trump's talking points would be on whatever Alex Jones, uh, Roger Stone, and WikiLeaks were putting out. I mean, it was all like... It yeah. coordinated. It was per. You anybody go back and look at, it and even talk about it a little bit in that documentary I was talking about earlier. Uh, you know, Roger Stone, Alex Jones say something, then the couple days later, that's what Trump's. That's his talking points on the campaign trail. So, the big story was he was murdered because he was the one leaking. So, of course, Hillary Clinton and John Podesta had him murdered, right? And it was a story that was, like I said, underground conspiracy theory that was going around up until the, the election. And then as soon as Trump got elected, just like Hillary's fucking dying of whatever fucking disease she has and everything <laughs> yeah. else, all that shit, all of a sudden, oh, it's fine. You know, emails, we don't care about that anymore now because Trump won. 
because it's all propaganda campaigns. But people believe this shit. Old people is what I'm talking about. Old people are fucking stupid. They do this stuff. And um, so a Fox affiliate in Miami did a story last week, the same day all this shit's dropping about uh, Trump giving up all this information to the Russians and basically admitting it and it coming out that he definitely obstructed justice because he basically yeah, said, yeah, yeah, I got rid of Comey because he was doing this investigation. I mean, yep. all this is coming down. This is bad stuff for him. But what happens is this little Fox affiliate does this story about how they have information that the police were told not to investigate this murder and that they could prove that Seth Rich was the one giving information to WikiLeaks. Well, of course, Sean Hannity, all the Fox News guys pick that up. So they're not talking about, you know, obstruction of justice and all this other shit. They're running with conspiracy theories on their news channel at night about how Hillary Clinton basically was involved in killing this guy. So that's what you get on Fox News. So the family came out and said, this is bullshit. And they wanted an apology from Fox News and Sean Hannity and these people, yeah. which, of course, they're not going to get. Nope. And then the police and stuff came out and they debunked all the stuff about like this, the information that the report had put out in Fox news, all of it was fucking bogus. Like I said, the family's pissed. They wanted, you know, an apology and everything, but yet they, they're still continuing to talk about it. Just even Friday night, I flipped on just for a little bit. Cause I'm like, and eh, let me just, let me just switch over and see what Sean Hayes talking about. Cause it's flipping through channels anyway. And I had it on and like the whole, I listened for about five minutes and the five minutes I listened, it was, it's a media conspiracy to get Trump. They're all working in cahoots together. And he brought up fucking the Seth Rich thing. And I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I, I would fucking kill myself if I watched this fucking shit every night. <sighs> so a bunch that, of assholes. Yeah. So that's what's fucking going on in Roger L's world right now. They're pushing fucking conspiracy theories about Hillary Clinton having people murdered for leaking information. I'm like, if she, if her and Bill are such murderers like they always say, they would have fought. How many people would they have killed? Monica Lewinsky, Linda Tripp, fucking, you know they would have killed Anthony Weiner. That son of a bitch caused her a lot of problems. Yeah. I mean, you could go down the row of some of the people that have kind of fucked the Clintons over. Dick Morris, who was a campaign guy. Not only He's that, a, but why, like, in their world, why is she relevant anymore? you know what it, like i said it's they're trying to put the focus back on her like look no how no awful i understand she what is. fox news is doing uh-huh i just don't know how their audience doesn't look at that and go why are we talking about hillary clinton right now that's what they want to talk about because they don't want to talk about what trump is their, doing their stupid ass choice yeah. putting this stupid motherfucker in the white house because it's been such a disaster they've got nothing done all Train he's done wreck. is nothing yeah. done he signed, what, like 20 fucking 30 executive orders. They haven't passed one piece of legislation. He's already fucking done 15 dumb things. They still can't fill any of their fucking cabinet, uh, not all the cabinet, but their under cabinet positions, their deputy cabinet. Everybody keeps dropping out. Or yeah, nobody wants to be a part of that toxic piece of shit. It's like, it's a mess. It's a fucking mess. And so they're like, we can't talk about Trump because there's literally nothing positive to talk about. So we have to <laughs> shit on other media and let's find a way to go back and start dragging, dragging up fucking Hillary and Obama and shitting on them again. It's like, uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Did you see the, uh, 
leaked documents of the proposed education cuts? I, I saw the headlines and I read just a little briefing on it. I didn't get to all yeah. of it. So in total, it's about $9.2 billion oh. that's going to be cut from the education department. Yeah. Um, $1.2 billion is going to be cut for after-school programs because, you know, why do rich little white kids need after-school programs? Yeah, fuck them. Um, oh, wait, it's all the minorities and poor kids that need it. Oh, that's oh right. yeah, I'm, that's what I meant. Fuck them. <laughs> um, along with a uh, $2.1 billion cut for teacher training and education. Jeez. Uh, along with class size reductions as well. Mm-hmm. Which is fantastic for everybody, right? Mm. Sounds um, good. Also wrapped in there are those wonderful little uh, student vouchers. Oh, you know how we all love those. Um. So actually, the little voucher program that they have set up uh, is actually tax credit for the wealthy, essentially. Well, they need it. So what it does is it allows people and businesses to donate money that is set aside to pay for students to attend private schools. Uh-huh. Um, in nine out of the 17 states where this currently exists, not only can the wealthiest donors claim a state tax credit of 70 to 100 cents on the dollar, mm. but they can also claim a federal charitable deduction, which results in an outright profit for their charity. <laughs> so when taxpayers are allowed to profit mm-hmm. at the public's expense by donating to support private schools, which are fucking religious. Yep. The entire concept of philanthropy is gone. That doesn't exist. Well, it's fucking ridiculous. That's that's one of the big pushes with her is privatization, which, you know, like you said, funnels more into like religious schools, back schools. Hey, man, I saw a thing the other day where Jerry Falwell Jr. was giving a speech at Liberty. I think because uh, fucking dumb, dumb Trump did the commencement there. And yeah. uh, he did the speech beforehand. He said that Donald Trump, President Donald Trump, has been the greatest advocate, uh, greatest president in advocacy for Chris- the Christian religion in like history or something or some shit like some real grand fucking hyperbolic statement like that. It's like, yeah, the guy who's been married three times and cheated on his other two wives and fucking told <laughs> told the mid one that he wanted to abort his one daughter. You know, the daughter he doesn't want to fuck all the time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's been a great advocate. How many times has he attended church since he's been president? Oh, yeah, yeah. Just that one, the day after the presidency when they always do that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody it's, knows the Bible like I do. Uh, yeah. I heard you guys like that. Jesus. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you also saw... Um, Apparently, there's been this big leak of files from Facebook Mm-mm. where it goes over like their specific guidelines and policies to, uh, you know, whenever they monitor accounts and, you know, make sure that there's nothing obscene or wrong and, you know, that's being posted or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's, it's pretty interesting, some of the stuff, um, you know, so I'm just going to let people kind of decide what they how they feel about it. Uh, But here are some of the highlights. When it comes to videos of violent deaths, 
while marked as disturbing, do not always have to be deleted because they can help create awareness of issues such as mental illness. Okay. Um, some photos of non-sexual physical abuse and bullying of children do not have to be deleted or actioned unless there is a sadistic or celebratory element. I don't understand what that means exactly. So it means that they don't necessarily have to delete any photo of uh-huh. a child being beat if there aren't people clapping in the background. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> photos of animal abuse can be shared with only extremely upsetting imagery to be marked as disturbing. Okay. Um, videos of abortions are allowed as long as they don't contain nudity. <laughs> I don't know how you show an abortion being performed without nudity, but maybe um, just the after effect, like the kid in, in the toilet or in the trash can or something. Th- this this one's kind of interesting. Facebook will allow people, and I'm not I'm not condoning this, mm-hmm. and I'm not trying to give people ideas. Yes. But Facebook will allow people to live stream attempts of self-harm because they don't want to censor or punish people who are in distress. Okay. So it's okay. like, go ahead and cut yourself because, you know, you want to cut yourself. But just self-harm. Like, don't do like that one dude and go shoot somebody while you're fucking live streaming. So, yeah. And, and you know, it's like, you know, go ahead and put self-harm. Because we don't want to punish you and, mm-hmm. you know, block that out for anybody else to see and potentially get the idea to do that shit. Um, mm. Here's one that's, I mean, I guess it's kind of, you're not surprised by it. Anyone with more than 100,000 followers on a social media platform is designated as a public figure, which denies them full protection given by private individuals. Oh, whoa. Meaning... Pretty much the entire list that I said they can't do. Unfortunately, our Facebook page doesn't quite have that many, so, so we yeah. still have our rights. Yeah, we can still go on there and self-harm, <laughs> live stream self-harm, and we're good. If, so if we do self-harming, do we need to put the tab on there that says disturbing? I guess. Is that just, or is that just yeah. for photographs of like animals? I think just photographs. It didn't say anything about the disturbing on the self-harm the live streams. Okay. I just want to make know sure if you I can the put a disturbing on the live streams. I don't know. Maybe you just, could you, t- I never done a live stream. Maybe you could type like a caption thing at the beginning. Like, hey, I'm going to fucking self-harm myself. This is going to be disturbing. <laughs> and then you video, or is it just know. the the video? I, you, you probably could title it first, right? Before you start live streaming. I don't know. I've never done yeah. it. Let's start doing that. Let's do that for every show that's live streaming. You, you fucking live stream yourself. I'll live stream myself. So people watch it. They'll only hear half of the conversation. Be like, what the fuck is yeah. this? <laughs> and then they, it, the, this um, report, which was from The Guardian, um, they, it also comes with a, a picture that kind of goes over uh, credible violence or calls for action. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, one that is not allowed is someone shoot trump okay that, that one's got an x can't do that yeah well he's president you can't threaten a, uh, the president. but to this this is a quote that is allowed mm-hmm. to snap a bitch's neck mm-hmm. make sure you apply all pressure to the middle of her throat 
Well, but that's but see, that that is okay. But you're not someone shoot Trump. No, choke a bitch okay. to death. Yes. Let me let me be devil's advocate here, and I'll explain this to you, Eric. See, in the scenario with the ch- snap in a woman's neck, it's not a specific woman. So therefore, you're not calling <laughs> violence upon a spe- now. If you would say just snap generalized Hillary Clinton's in general. neck. Yeah, that's general. That's okay. But if you say Trump <laughs> specifically, then you're, you know, it's a specific individual. Yeah. So yeah. see, in that, in that, that goes with the next one, which is hashtag stab and become the fear of the Zionists. That one you can't say, okay, because they got specific with Zionists, right? Yeah, yeah, you can't. Do but that. let's beat up fat kids. Check. Yeah. Okay. That's good. <laughs> you didn't specific. You didn't specifically say which fat kid. You just yeah. said fat kids in general. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so if you could put, oh, like, you could, sh- can I shoot the fat son of a bitch in the White House? Maybe you could get away with that because you're not specifically saying Trump. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Hmm. I don't know. Because, I mean, it might not be Trump we're talking about. Yeah. Other ones that are acceptable is a uh, little girl needs to keep. To herself before daddy breaks her face. Oh my god. Um, unless you stop bitching, I'll have to cut your throat out. Oh, how many times I've used that phrase. Um, you assholes better pray to God and keep in mind. <laughs> <laughs> and keep my mind intact because if I lose it, I will literally kill hundreds of you. Okay. That one's okay as well. well that sounds pretty good. I don't know. Well, that's interesting stuff. I did not see that. <laughs> I love the examples, I have to say. Yeah. <laughs> oh, motherfucker. The fine <sighs> reporting over there at The Guardian. Again, I mean, you know, some of those things, it's kind of a gray area. But, I mean, you know, I think as far as, like, you know, it, it's a social media. Mm-hmm. Social being the big term. We are social creatures. We learn and imitate by others. So you show violence, more than likely you're going to get violence. Mm, yes. <laughs> we, we are we learn a very by violent habit. society. And, and yes, like a full-grown adult, well, not always, but typically are able to discern between what's acceptable and what's not acceptable. You know, even if in their hearts of hearts, there are pieces of shit and want people to die, they're not going to do it because they know it's wrong or because they know that they'll get caught and put in jail. That's a good point. But kids, however, very susceptible, very, very susceptible and impressionable. So, it's easy for them to pick up habits that they didn't have, you know, a couple of years ago. Any parent would tell you, like, you know, your kid's always changing. They're always into something different. Yeah, sometimes things stick, but, you know, they're, they're, they are always following trends. They're always, you know, going with the pack, so to speak. Unless they're a nerd, and then they don't, because <laughs> nobody likes them. You can beat the fat kid up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, 
considering the fact that there are a lot of kids out there, and especially a lot of kids that are on Facebook, I, I think Facebook needs to be a little bit better about some of the things that they deem appropriate or inappropriate. It's free speech, man. No, I understand censorship <laughs> is never good, but again, within a social setting where you have a lot of young, impressionable people, I don't think it's appropriate. Yeah. Uh, I'll put Facebook probably right behind Fox News as one of the reasons why our society's so fucked up. <laughs> That's the other thing. Like, you know, you look at Twitter and Facebook and other social media sites where... Oh, Twitter's awful, fake, too. That fake news shit runs rampant. Oh, my God. And it's I know. so riddled with all kinds of just hearsay and bullshit that are nonsensical and just not factual whatsoever. Yeah, and... I, that's one thing I, I'd like to point out because anybody that listens to stuff because I do talk I like conspiracy stuff and like I said I read up on some things that I know are they're a little bit eh, I don't, you know I wouldn't come on here and just spout it like I'll say things sometimes like I've heard I read this I read that but I always will say you know this it's not confirmed stuff this is just stuff I read so if you hear something this it's potential um, but yeah, you goddamn man, these people they read these things on Facebook, Twitter, and then they don't go and look shit up and research it. It's just you gotta you gotta go and check on it, man. Look for major sources. I know it's all yeah. fake news, but find a couple sources and you know, I mean even the news that's coming out, like all these leaks that are coming out from the White House stuff. I even take those, even though they're being reported by major news outlets, I still take a little bit with a grain of salt because you know, it's still it's almost in a way, I think, like, there's so much coming out. I'm almost wondering if it's just there's some people on the Trump staff just literally putting things out there for the news just to fucking sit back and laugh, <laughs> you know, a little bit like, let's just tell him that he said this or that at this point. Because I'm like, this can't be real. There can't be this much shit coming out. <laughs> no, I, I, I think, well, I mean, what's real and what's not, it, it the line is blurred for sure. I know. It, it's, a, it's, it's tough to call. But, it's tough to tell. I think that there are, and the reason why there are a lot of leaks, I think, is predominantly because there's people within the White House that have a shred of credibility and are looking at this and being like, holy fuck, we fucked up royally. Yeah, I guarantee it. And we need to take this motherfucker down before he really fucks shit up. I want to go out on... And these fucking spineless Republicans are sitting there just biting their tongues just waiting until they get their fucking tax cuts for the rich and yeah. strip of us strip us of our health care and our education and everything else that we fucking have and then they'll be like oh trump's awful we need to get him out of there yeah and the reason and you know what? at that point we should turn our backs and say nope you're stuck with them we're not but listening you know, to you but you know what this is and this is what i was saying last week and it, you're just saying it again now it's exactly right the republicans are in too deep they can't get rid of him now because if they get rid of him it's a tainted white house and they can't get shit done if they could keep him there until they get everything done and a lot of people would be like well if they get rid of him they could bring in pence and get all their stuff then they have the numbers but the thing is they know that this health care plan and they know those tax cuts are going to be devastating on the economy and it's going to hurt a ton oh, of people the health care so, is a tax cut <laughs> well it's i mean that's what yeah i mean that's another it's tax a cut huge too. tax cut well we'll say this the taking away health care plan it's huge and, but it's going to hurt so many people and so many of the idiots that voted for them in poor and rural areas that at least if they get it done under trump 
after they ax him, they can just say, when everything goes to shit, they can say, it was all fucking Trump's fault. You know what I mean? At least they could point at him and say, he's no, his, you, his you, plans. You can't. But I'm just saying people buy it because people are fucking dumb. You, you, I, can't, you can't at this point. If eh, you, if you do prison. that and you actually believe them, then you probably need to be chemically castrated. Okay, well, guess what? 38% of people in this country still think Trump's doing a good job, so... Well, I, you know, <laughs> so we might need to taint the water or something. <sighs> this is the last thing I have. I wanted to go Just out. Rub on those, you want to talk about rubbing out Whitey, rub out those <laughs> dumb motherfuckers. <laughs> I don't give a shit, dude. I'm, I'm all for rubbing out fucking white people. If they're dumb enough to vote for fucking no, Trump, I'm not we saying, don't, I'm not saying rub them. out Whitey. I'm saying rub out the dumb people. Cause again, like you said, there were Latinos, there were blacks who voted yeah. for him so and, and, and all i was making the and point women. about and women well and, and this isn't taking a shot at women because i know we got women let's just and some are very smart but a lot of those women that voted for trump they voted for trump because their husbands voted for trump they need to start thinking for themselves and doing what's best for them yeah. and not worry about what they're fucking I, i'm telling you dude look if you look at statistics single women vote democrat like at the the percentage it's like 20 no, 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 no. I, I i understand that i understand that but i do remember seeing like women that you know how like people wear like football jerseys or whatever mm-hmm. oh no no i know dude there, i know i remember seeing like when i was in texas and trump came there for his, one of his little fucking rallies yeah, there were yeah. women that came into the restaurant and they had like trump jerseys on yeah but you gotta remember and they were fucking all- like they they wanted that 70 year old cock in their fucking i know but you spider gotta remember web badges because they were all way over but, menopause but but there's you could look at a couple, some of them are just the ultra religious ones that'll vote for him because he's you know Republican he's going to do things for Jesus where you know the liberals are fucking for Satan and then some of them too are just the fact that they're racist old fuckers too you know what I'm saying I mean you got you're I'm just saying you got some that they're yeah. just awful regardless no, no, and, and there are certainly some that just they they follow suit with the husband because for whatever reason I, I, don't know I, why. Guarantee, I guarantee you about I'd say. At least twenty percent of women that voted for Trump voted for him because their fucking husbands I, did or told. I them. hope it's less than that. I I hope that. I'm telling you, statistics show that single women vote like compared to married women vote Democratic over like twenty percent more. So, and I don't think that I think there's something to that. I I might be wrong, but I'm just saying statistically yeah. speaking. <laughs> from that's the way it goes. Um, this is the last thing I have. I just want to read this so fast, and if you got anything to go out on, we'll call it quits. But so, of course, all like we're talking about all the leaks and shit coming out. So, uh, this one guy I follow on Twitter, he has um, he signed up for all the Trump emails and stuff, and he got an email from their uh, action committee and stuff, the Trump Pence fucking Make America Great Again action political action committee. Yeah. Um, this came out literally the day after like the first two or three, like the intel leak came out like from whether he dropped all the shit to the Russians. Um, This is what it says. You know, dear such and such, you already knew the media was out to get us, but sadly, it's not just the fake news. There are people within our own unelected bureaucracy that want to sabotage President Trump and our entire America First movement. Steve Bannon was right when he said, if you think that they're going to give you back your country without a fight, you're sadly mistaken. Every day is going to be a fight. That is a promise of Donald Trump. They don't want it to be America first. They want it to be special interest first to enrich themselves, all while the citizens of our country remain an afterthought. 
We have no choice but to completely drain the swamp. President Trump has already started cleaning house, but every day will be an uphill battle. And we need to be prepared to go into the trenches to fight back. It's, and then it's a thing for donations. So this is the little thing they sent out. <laughs> and then they're asking for donations because, God damn it. because the fake news and the deep state, that's what they're saying. You'll hear that term a lot on the right wing, the deep state. That's talking about the people in the government that weren't put in place by Trump. And they're out to get him and take him down. Ooh. Ooh, so it's the plot thickens. So they're they're using all of his dumb ass buffoonery, like giving secrets yeah. away to try and raise money to that's fight. That's that that's that typical <laughs> Christian ploy. The ones that have the most power are the ones that are persecuted. <laughs> yeah, because that makes fucking sense. Oh shit. I don't know, man. Anyway, folks. Yeah, anyway. Hope you enjoyed it. Go see that fucking documentary if you got Netflix, sons of bitches. It's pretty good stuff. If you Check listen out. to this show, you got to. Yeah. Uh, I do have another Netflix suggestion. Um, it's Bill Nye Saves the World. Okay. I'll check it out. I haven't seen that. That's a good one. It's an episodic one. Hopefully, they re-up it for season two. Cause season one was really good. And he starts out with a bang with climate change. And it's great. Uh, so, it's a everybody hoax, will love it. Okay. Guarantee it. And Bill Nye. I mean, come on. How can you not like Bill Nye? And he, he does, it's it's not for kids. Like, everybody thinks Bill Nye, the science guy, mm-hmm. is going to be for kids. This one was actually designed for, you know, a more adult audience. Yeah. So He's he's cussing a lot and showing, like, showing nah, his No, he's not cussing a lot. They do talk about uh, sexuality in one episode. Yo, motherfuckers, and you he, believe he in talk, climate he science? He talks about how, you know, it, it's a spectrum, and he mm-hmm. goes through each different classification and all kinds of stuff, so it's it's interesting. Nice. Um Definitely recommend it. Some of the episodes a little lacking, but for the most part, I'd say very good show. And I mean, you know, he he's a smart motherfucker. You know, it, him and Neil deGrasse Tyson, they're mm-hmm. they're like my homeboys. Um, anytime you get an opportunity to listen to them, you should perk up your ears and listen. Uh, check out Michael's other show, the Utterly Pointless Podcast, on the Intellectual Saviors Network. Yep. Check out uh, my other show. Nope. The Totally I mean, yep. Worthless Podcast. Mm-hmm. Also on the Intellectual Saviors Network. Mm-hmm. Uh, check mm-hmm. out Podblocked. Yeah, sure. Chris and Joe. And their other one, 742 nope. Evergreen Terrace. Yep. Did I get it right? I think so. I... I told you I never remember the number. I, I remember uh, Evergreen Terrace, yeah. but I never remember the number. Check out. Is, uh, we'll go with it. It's close. Brad's enough. shows. Yeah, I still want to get Brad Brandy, to Brandy. jump on and do a show with me on the other show, or uh, do a show with me, but do a couple segments with me on my other show. You, you want him to do you? So you want? Maybe. But want him to s- serenade you and then softly put his penis in your anus i think I, he looks like he's lost a little weight and he's kind of he might be getting himself a little bit better yeah, he's, you know. he's single yeah. <laughs> he's, he's gonna not. he's gonna shape up and make himself prime for uh, another female suitor yeah i mean you know if i you know if he drops about 20 more pounds stuff he might be right in my wheelhouse <laughs> we'll see uh but check out his shows Andy and the Bradtastic Voyage and Digital Frustrations on the Digital Frustrations Network. Mm-hmm. 
Um, number that, one, everybody, what? number one rated network ne- in in the world, the Digital Frustrations Network. Is it? I didn't know that. <laughs> News to me. Um, everybody else sucks. So fuck, fuck all them. Uh, I I don't know. I I don't listen to them. So uh, yeah, that's it. Peace out. Night, fuckers.